Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. This episode is sponsored by Joe Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School, helping franchisors and aspiring franchisors strategically turbocharge their business growth through a range of comprehensive online masterclasses, exclusive membership, and one-to-one mentoring. Head over to FranchiseBusinessSchool.com to find out more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. I am thrilled today because I've got a member of my team talking to me. It's Audrey Elizabeth, the social coach. Hello, Audrey. Hi, Charlie. <laughs> um, so Audrey does all of my social media. She's the queen of social media. She's absolutely amazing. But tell my listeners if they don't know anything about you. Anything. <laughs> we might be here a while. Yeah. <laughs> we go right back to the p- pajama subscription box. Um, <laughs> well, I feel like people people will be interested in that, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a brief kind of overview. So, You've been in the Entrepreneurs Growth Club for ages, haven't you? Yeah. So I started off as a theatre school owner for the past 20 odd years. Everything was great. Live, loved my little bubble until that bubble was burst from lockdown didn't know what I was going to do, set up a product-based business, which was a pajama and self-care subscription box, realized I actually don't really know much about business at all, searched on Facebook, someone please help, found the Entrepreneurs Grow Club and loved it because my idea of business was not what a business person was, not what Charlie was presenting with the energy and all of that. And I just loved it straight away. So um, quickly joined the membership after that and have been there ever since and just worked, worked my way through. And then it was only last year that I really got into the social media. I've been doing a few bits here and there and I start making Instagram filters. And I think that's what probably caught your attention, first of all. Be like, oh, she does this too. So um, I was doing filters. I'd done a couple for Charlie. And then people were asking me more and more about social media. And it was kind of like, it kind of just happened naturally. I didn't even realize I had knowledge on social media like just naturally because I loved using it I used it for my own business and then people just start asking questions about and asking for help I start coaching and then I start working for you Charlie I started off just as a social media manager and then um, came onto the team then and now I am coaching small business owners and also have set up an agency too yes you're awesome um and, and I feel like, because I remember you went away on holiday and then you came back from the holiday and you were like, I can do Instagram filters now. I've taught myself how to do Instagram filters. And I was like, well, heck, I want one. And then like the rest was history. And yeah. so I think it's really interesting because I think a lot of people who I chat to who I've had on this podcast do go through a range of different business ideas before they get to the one that they love and that really works like we're quite similar in a way that we've had lots of successful businesses that have led us here um but here we are talk to me about like why you didn't just give up 
it wasn't really an option. Like I, I always feel like one thing has always brought me to the next stage. So I did have PJ, the pajama subscription, and then I had another business in between that. And that wasn't successful, but in my eyes, it was successful because that was the reason why I taught myself how to use filters because I was trying to engage teenagers. So it can be very easy to look at it as a way as I'm giving that up but I see it more as it led me onto the next kind of step and I remember at the time texting my friends being like I know you probably see me talk about um the teen guide and pajamas but just so you know I'm gonna be talking about social media now like in case you're wondering <laughs> what the hell is going on and I was actually a little bit paranoid that people might think oh she's quite flippant she's just jumping from one thing to the other and I said that to my friends and they were like don't be so silly like it's actually like we admire it that you're willing just to be like no I'm gonna try this one now you know that kind of way yeah yeah, ab- absolutely. Like it takes tenacity, doesn't it? And resilience to keep on like getting up and thinking, okay, well, that's not quite worked the way that I wanted it to, or or maybe that's not serving me as a business. Maybe it is successful, but I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's absolutely fine. So here we are in 2023. Let's talk about social media because I feel like as business owners, it's such a huge thing people hate it. People feel like it's such a time zap. I hear this all the time. Um, something that I'm hearing a lot is like, everyone needs to be on TikTok. And when I TikTok, I feel like I say that like a grandma, TikTok. Um, and when I've said that to people, people have literally been like, I cannot cope with another social media platform. What's your take on it all? Do we need to be everywhere? Do we need to be doing all the things? I know I've got my own opinions, but I would love to hear yours first. I I think it's going to serve you to be on as many as you can. But we have to be realistic as business owners. There's If there's no possible way to be on as many as you can, then just stick to the ones that you enjoy and you know that your audience hang out in. And once you master that, there is no point trying to spread yourself thinly across all the platforms because you're not really engaging and building a community anywhere then so like stick to one build your community there and once that's kind of up and running then move on to the next would be my advice that I'm not on all the platforms I'm on the ones that I get clients from and that I enjoy I don't enjoy LinkedIn or Pinterest so I just don't use them maybe when you know when I grow my business that'll be my next step then is to start looking into those areas but you don't have to be everywhere Obviously, the more places we are, the better, but it is really, really difficult to be. So, yeah, I definitely think pick one or two that you enjoy, where you will get business from and go all in on those and really kind of master those. And so if I was starting a business from scratch right now, where would you say those like where's the most important place for me to get started? Um, I would say Instagram and TikTok. I think TikTok is a place to really get your name out there, get that high reach level. And then Instagram is a really good place to nurture people, have those conversations in the DMs. And I changed which one. I've always been a TikTok fan from the start because in my other business, that's how it happens. That My other business done really well on TikTok. And that's how business owners start asking me questions about it. Um. And so I still love TikTok, but I do love it. I've fallen back in love with Instagram for the fact of having those conversations in the DMs. So I think they're, they're both really important. But I mean, you could talk to another business owner and say they get all their business from LinkedIn. So it just depends. Yeah. And I, and I make the most amount of sales from Facebook. So 
um again I'm a grandma so uh, it, it is it it does differ my view is that we need to be pumping out more content than ever before um yes I think there's so many different places that we can mark can can market our business and, and get it out there and actually I think some of the things are coming back around like you know I love a bit of guerrilla marketing and like old school um stuff and I, I think you can get attention doing the things that other people aren't gonna do because they're not prepared to but ultimately yeah. if you're not on social media in a big way like I'm not just talking because everyone's on social media but some people just will open an Instagram account and occasionally post um yeah. or they have a week where they like do every single day and they're like yes I'm dominating here. Yeah. And forget about it for two weeks. Um, it's quite pointless, really. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's why I think, like, pick one or two and just go all in on that one and get that content, get as much content with, with meaning behind it. It doesn't just mean, like, just post about your dog every day. You know, there has to be a strategy behind it for it to work as well. So, okay, I'm gonna I'm going to go through three platforms the three platforms that I use and I'm going to ask you what you think is most beneficial I'm going to start with uh, no with Instagram and I don't know a lot about TikTok but I will I'll go there so Instagram we need to be posting on our grids every single day yeah well okay so if we're going to go with consistency it, it really is about how often you can be consistent again the same thing I'll say it's not a cop-out answer but there's no point as you said pumping out content every day for a week and then not being there the following week the algorithm needs to build trust that you're going to be there and also your audience needs to build trust so if you're posting twice a, twice a day for a week and then not being there for two weeks that's breaking trust with the audience they need to if you're going to commit to posting every day then you need to do it so I would say Give yourself a number that you know you can post every week, whether that's four times, five times, whatever it is. Give yourself a number and make sure you stick to that, plan for that. If you can get extra out, that's a bonus, but know that you won't go under that number. I think that's a good place to start. You know, some people may start with three. I know I can definitely get three grid posts out. If I get an extra one out, that's brilliant. Um, Rather than starting off with a high number and then not being there because our audience has to build up that trust that they know they're going to come onto your page or your platform and see something new and, you know, take value from it as well. So, yeah, I would say grid posts, I aim for once a day, Monday to Friday. Um, You aim for... Up to Saturday as well. We post on Saturdays too. And I think what's really important about Instagram is using your stories to expand on that. Like having that link between your grid post and your stories. Uh, because I see a lot of people talk, post something and then come onto the stories and never relate it back. And we have to think about the way people behave on social media. Like some people don't look at grid posts, don't read it, not interested in it and just go on it for the story. So you're losing all of those people if you're not talking about what you're promoting, what you're selling, what you're educating people on, whatever it may be um, in your story. So just having a plan to link both of them together is the best way to get the most out of Instagram. What about Instagram lives? they important for us to be doing? Well, I mean, it won't do any harm, but I don't do Instagram lives. I don't see much benefit from them. What about reels versus carousels or single images? Well, video content is only going to get bigger and bigger. I think Instagram 
Instagram got really confused the past year about what they want to be. And now they have just come back out because they were pushing reels mostly. But they have come back out now and said all types of content is on equal measure. So they'll be pushing carousels as much as graphics, as much as reels. So having a mixture of content, but again, for the reason of the audience, some people prefer videos, some people prefer grid posts. Um, I would give video... I would still give video slightly more preference because it's the most engaging and it's what the audience wants. But mm -hmm. to um, but I would still make sure I'm including carousels and graphics mixed in as well. And what about stories? How how many stories should we be aiming to do? Aiming to Three do every day. Every day, yeah, every day, a couple of times a day. But that could just be one segment. You know, like one little clip, you know, just or even an image with a bit of text on it um, and maybe one talking story a day. And, you know, it's a really good place for people to see who you are and show a little bit of behind the scenes and show your personality a little bit more. And then also, again, like I was saying, talking about what that grid post is about. I've started to see this a bit more often where you can come onto your stories and say, I'm going to post this reel now and it's about, and you know, give give what it's about and what to take from it. So you just gone a little bit deeper than, so people don't need to read the caption maybe, like, because I don't really read many captions myself. Um, and then- I have started because some people who I follow are like, and idea number four is in the captions. Yeah, but they do that so you'll watch the full, so you'll be on yeah. that video for longer. Yeah, it's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it kind of annoys me a little bit. <laughs> I have just found it really works for me. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's because, like, you know, because I know that's why they're doing this. Tell me in the video. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, I do do those things too. And I would like recommend to do them, but not all of the time, you know, spread that out because I, I think it can be a little bit annoying too. Sometimes I just want to watch the video and move on. Like, <laughs> Yeah, just sometimes do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go on to talk about TikTok, I just want to talk to you about Jenna Farmer. Um, Jenna is one of my podcast sponsors. She also is in my mastermind and she takes care of all of the PR for Charlie Day sales. So if you want to make 2023 the year that you and your business is featured in magazines, newspapers and TV, Jenna Farmer is a journalist and PR who teaches businesses how to consistently get amazing press coverage that helps take their business to the next level. To start your PR journey, join Jenna's free Facebook community and get your business in the media with Jenna Farmer. Um, and so then on TikTok, how does our video content vary? This is something that I struggle with. So live question here from my social media coach, Audrey Elizabeth. How am I doing, like, should I be doing different things on Instagram and TikTok? I feel like I should, because I feel like it's a different, like, voice on TikTok. But, but what? I think TikTok, I think Instagram will always, even though has moved away from that like aesthetic I still think that's kind of like there in the background mm -hmm. and I don't I don't mean like I, like if you look at my content it's never going to be shiny or anything like I'm one of those creative messy type of people um but I just TikTok I think TikTok is a little bit more raw a little bit more behind the scenes kind of like what you'd put in your stories but a little bit more formulated 
Is yeah. formulated the word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more together. Yeah, okay, well, we've started. Yeah, a little bit more together, you know, um, leaving out the ems and as and hello, like have a cut so it's quick and snappy, but still a little bit more raw. Um, and with TikTok, I just think people want to see that. They really want to see that rawness. If you came on with a polished video, like really like professional cameras and all of that, I don't think the majority of people want to see that over on TikTok. No, no. Um, talk to me about TikTok now. Is that what it's called? TikTok, yeah. I think, um, yeah, it's like the be real, isn't it? The front camera and the back camera at the same time. I would see it as just a little fun tool if you want to use it. Um, the only, I don't think it's going to do a massive thing for your business, but the only thing I will say is I get a notification when yeah. some of my followers... Or like if we're mutual friends, when they post it, I will get a notification. I can't figure out how to turn it off. <laughs> so it's bringing the person back to the forefront of your mind. That is the only benefit really I can see. And that's what I see for Instagram Live as well, is that, you know, your circle goes right to the, the front, if you like. Yeah. Um, what about TikTok Live? I love TikTok Lives. Yeah. I've never, I, done, I've never done one. We should, we, we should do one together, actually, because you can do joint ones on there. Okay. Because um, TikTok have a whole feed of people who are live. So you'll get a lot of people just scrolling through. Um, so the numbers jump right up and down okay. right, throughout the live. They're, I think they're really fun. But word of warning, because it's a feed that people jump on, you will get people leaving a comment and then just going, like a negative comment and just going. It is kind of a little bit part of the culture. So you have to be okay. It hasn't happened as much on, on Audrey Elizabeth account, but especially on the teen account. <laughs> like, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, and then just the third social media platform I want to talk about is Facebook. Um, I know you've got a Facebook group that I find, like, massively valuable. But again, I feel like the voice on Facebook is slightly different to that on Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think with Facebook, I... I feel like in especially in a group like you really want to get to know the people like I think they're your hottest leads mm -hmm. in your Facebook group in comparison to the three social media platforms and that's what I love about it like I really know this person's business and they're bringing their problems directly to you in a Facebook group whereas creating a reel about something um it's like does that make sense like you you know what their problems are and you create content around it but in Facebook they're like putting in their problems and you're replying directly to them yeah so I did a post recently where I was like I was basically thinking what I'm trying to post three times a day on TikTok which is hard and I was basically thinking I need like loads and loads of content so I went into my Facebook group and said like what's your biggest problem and then I got all these comments and I was like brilliant I can just go over to TikTok and basically answer those problems yeah, that's great. It actually works as a really good tool for like knowing what you should be talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes we assume we know because mm. we do all the work around our ideal clients, what's their pain points, but getting it directly from them, you might be missing something. And that is a brilliant idea. And if you don't have a Facebook group or you're not getting the response to those questions, when we think about content, if we think about our ideal clients, their pain points, it's important to go the next level deep and think about what questions would they be asking. Instead of just answering the pain points, answer the questions so it just brings it a little bit deeper and helps it resonate with people a little bit more. 
Um, if people are listening to this and having like an, a nervous breakdown, I imagine some people at this point are like, oh my gosh, no. Um, this is where you come in and where your agency comes in. And I think that a lot of people think that it's unaffordable to have someone doing their social media, but I actually think that it's really affordable and it frees up a lot of your time to be doing other things while someone else is doing your marketing. So talk me through the decision to create an agency and what it's all about. Well, it was never, again, wasn't actually part of the plan, but as things were grown in, I was a social media manager for a few different businesses and I also coach as well. So it just got to the point where um, people were messaging saying, can you can you be my social media manager? And I was like, sorry, I'm completely booked. And I actually messaged you and I was like, Charlie, I'm getting like three or four people a day. Like, should <laughs> should I do something? And you were like, yes, Audrey, yes, you should. So it was actually a little bit scary. And um, just to be like completely real and honest, I didn't think I could do it because I've never done it. And I was like, I don't know where to start. So I decided I would take one freelancer on and one client on. And that was it for the first month. And then I went to my wait list and I took a few more clients on and let it build up slowly like that. And it was the best way because, you know, I wanted to make sure we had a good process. And my biggest goal is to make life easier for the client. Like that is the end kind of thing from from my perspective. Obviously help them with their social media and grow and get leads in and all of that. But in a way that's done that, you know, just makes your life easier and feels like your business couldn't run without me anymore. <laughs> and um so that's where it kind of came from. And I wanted to make sure I had freelancers who had them same values as me and um now where you know we have a team of people and we have clients coming in all the time and it is super and we there is no like set package there's a baseline price but there's no I don't do it in packages because I think everybody has different goals and needs so um we base it on your budget and what you need and we'll come up with a tailored package so I think I think that's probably a little bit different than the way a lot of people do it um but it's what works for us. And I just think it makes it a bit more accessible to all different levels of business owners then. Awesome. Awesome. And I actually find that it um, keeps me accountable as well because I have to get those videos to you. Whereas if I'm doing my own social media, I, I don't. Yeah. And sometimes people just don't know where to start. So part of the process is like, we will come up with a strategy for you and we will literally say, right, we're going to talk about this this week. So can you give me a video? And we will help outline the video and stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of people worry about how does it work? Like what is the actual process? So we will have the whole plan done out for you and then guide you. And obviously you have input as well and you can tell us what, what other pieces you want to talk about. And um, it's just an overall look at like your marketing goals and you know what what you want to achieve because I think sometimes people especially if you're posting on the go without a strategy you're not really taking into account what you're actually selling and if you're set, launching something next month like you're not talking about it early enough and I think with a plan then even if you don't you know hire me as a social media manager I can also help you as a coach as well where we can look at the marketing plan like what are you bringing out and when we start talking about it and how we do that like the transformations that you're going to create how do we create content around it as well and even my husband's got better at filming footage because I always say to him, Audrey needs this she needs it. this he is. 
he is. He's getting really good. <laughs> Just the very fact that he'll do it is like good. Um, right, Audrey, I end my podcast with three questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Good. Um, who inspires you? I actually had a little think about this one and I'm going to say, I'm going to be cheesy and say the Entrepreneurs Growth Club community as a whole. Anytime I've ever, not even if I have a problem, when anyone has a problem, just to see so many supportive women come on and, you know, give advice, give support. So there's just so much support and love in there and everyone cheers each other on. That really, really inspires me. So the Entrepreneurs Growth Club community. It's the best community. It is. It really is. Um, Tell me about a book that you have read that you'd recommend. I'm going to go with Good Vibes, Good Life by Vex King. Have you read that one? No. It's really, really good. It's like it was kind of the start of my personal development era. (laughs) So that was the first book that I read in personal development. And I just felt like I could relate it every single page. Like I was like, this book was written for me. It's just all about energy and vibrations and all of that stuff. And it really just like really just made me so aware of my environment around me highly recommend and finally what is a piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur um I would say I think right okay (laughs) (laughs) I think (laughs) one of the biggest things I've learned is when you're in flow of doing something do extra so if you're writing your email say if you send out a weekly email and you get in the flow and you you know you write it and you're still buzzing from it right next week's there and then your future self will thank you for it I always say that to myself my future self will thank me if I just do an extra one and then you kind of always try stay a little bit ahead of yourself same with content if I'm recording content for the next week by the time I'm finished recording if I still have that energy still have that flow just create one or two extra and just constantly try to stay a little bit ahead of yourself so staying in flow and doing that extra bit is really going to help you with your stress levels <laughs> this is advice that I need to take on board I always try and be ahead of myself but it's so hard isn't it yeah but I'm I actually get not anxious but like stressed out if I'm you know not ahead of myself if I'm just on plan I'm like oh god I'm not ahead I need to get ahead yeah yeah yeah. it's it's a tough balance (laughs) tell everybody where they can find you I mean your Facebook group is amazing for people um and obviously if they want to get in touch with you tell them where they can find Uh, so my Facebook group is oh god social media tips for small (laughs) business owners and my Instagram and TikTok all those are Audrey underscore no Audrey underscore the social coach I should really get this off. It's in the show notes, so don't worry about the fact that you don't know your handle. <laughs> what is that? And I made them all the same, so I wouldn't forget. Audrey underscore the social coach. There we go. Audrey underscore the social coach. Thank you so much for coming to chat with me this morning. Thank you so much for having me. My final podcast sponsor for this episode is Natalie Skinner at The Fixer. Natalie is absolutely fabulous. And if you are wearing too many hats, 
trying to do a million and one things and finding that there are never enough hours in the day, then maybe it's time to work smarter rather than harder and introduce proven tools and systems that can keep your business moving forward without the overwhelm or stress. Not sure where to start? Natalie Skinner at the Fixer specializes in putting systems and processes in place to transform your customer journey, allowing you to scale with ease and reclaim your time to focus on what really matters to you. You can get in touch with Natalie in the show notes are all her contact details. Thanks for listening.